Hey guys, welcome back to Handling It. I'm your host, Catherine, and as you know, I thought I had my life all figured out, and then I realized I actually didn't. But I'm handling it, and one of the best ways I've learned how to do that is to talk with others on how they're handling their own lives. So the term virtual reality is one that I'm sure many of you have heard of over the past few years. Virtual reality, commonly just referred to as VR, is a type of simulated experience providing you an escape from the real world, essentially. And VR has become quite the commodity over the past few years, where tech such as virtual reality headsets and gaming devices have been created. But another way virtual reality has been used is actually through the film industry. Now, today's guest is actor and director Elijah Allen Blitz, who specializes in VR filmmaking. An Emmy nominee and Lumiere Award winner, Elijah has directed VR experiences for PBS, Time Magazine, HBO, and more. When I came across Elijah's work, I really had no idea that VR was being used in film to tell stories, and I wanted to learn more about it, and especially how Elijah got involved with this type of filmmaking. I know I'm going to be learning a lot during this conversation, and I hope you guys do too. So feel free to turn up the volume, get comfortable, and I hope you enjoy. All right, well, today we're joined by actor and director Elijah Allen Blitz. Elijah, thank you so much for coming on and talking with us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so for those who don't know, you're an Emmy nominee and winner of a Lumiere Award, and you've also had a career in acting, but then you've transitioned into filmmaking, specifically in VR, and we'll get into discussing that later on. But for right now, I'm just personally really curious as to how you got involved in the industry. You know, I actually think I was I was actually directing stuff before I was acting. I even remember, like, in fifth grade, I when they were like, you know, what part do you want to be in the school play? I was like, I, I want to direct it. So, <laughs> so like, that that's always been my thing. I've been making movies with my brother since I was really little. That's it's it's all to me. It's it's all storytelling, whether it's music or movies or acting, you know, whatever it is, it's just telling telling stories, ever mm -hmm. or in VR, you know, whatever whatever that may be. Right. That's exactly how I was, too. It always started out like writing little plays and you get involved with the camera work and it sort of just takes off from there. For sure. Yeah. So VR then, I mean, what drew you to that in particular? So I was actually at the uh, it was the TED conference in 2015 and I saw a VR experience and it wasn't like that specific experience was like the epitome of VR, but I saw the potential. And I understood exponential growth enough to know that this thing just is going to keep doubling and doubling and doubling. And the power and the effectiveness of putting someone in someone else's shoes or sharing unique perspectives or, you know, being able to give someone a, a psychedelic experience, you know, whatever that may be. Um, I just, I saw that and was like, this, this is something I need to be a part of. So later that year, I was able with some friends, we went and we, you know, I helped shot, shoot a piece in Haiti. We did a 360 experience and it really just, there was this snowball effect and it was like, oh, you do VR, we want you to do this. And I started working with Time Magazine and Ken Burns and then working with Larry Hamilton and just all, all of these incredible people that, you know, I, I, it, you know, different ones and different experiences, you know, I looked up to these people and then they're like, oh yeah, we want, we want to work with you because you do VR. You know, because it's this new kind of thing. And uh, and that, that's really, for me, how this whole VR journey began. Yeah, because, I mean, at least for me and I'm sure for other people, it's such a new concept. And I yeah, feel like sure. when a lot of people hear VR and, you know, just the concept of virtual reality in general, they think of those headsets and that are everywhere now. And, you know, I feel like the terrain of VR and film is still something that's growing, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right now they're really, you know, kind of like companion pieces is a lot of the, the work that I've done. Even the, you know, the piece that I did with Time Magazine and Ken Burns, that was a companion piece to his documentary. And the thing with Larry, that was a, a companion piece to the documentary about Larry. So a lot of that are, are still companion pieces because the technology isn't where it needs to be to really explode. Like it hasn't mm -hmm. hit that place where everybody has a VR headset, like everyone has a phone yet, you know, but, but, you know, eventually once Apple or whomever it is comes out with some sort of AR glasses, I think that'll be part of the transition where we're, we go from, you know, walking around, looking down at our phones to looking upright and kind of interacting with virtual space, like Minority Report or like Tony Stark and Iron Man. <laughs> and that will kind of create a pretty seamless evolution to the next step where we're actually interacting with in virtual worlds. And that'll be, I mean, pretty much everywhere eventually. That timeline is debatable. Oh, most definitely. Well, and then you brought up the Ken Burns piece. And um, so you did the companion piece for the Ken Burns documentary, Define the Nazis. So with that, I was actually able to watch it and then read the component oh, cool. with time. Um, that was certainly, I mean, I think when people hear VR, they think about immersion. And that was yeah. certainly an immersive experience. Um, you pretty much recreated the journey that these uh, refugees from Nazi Germany went through. And yeah. what was that like for you, you know, obviously having not been around during that day and age to sort of get in that mind space? Well, so the story that uh, of Ken's documentary that he actually co-directed with uh, a friend of mine, Artemis Joukowsky. So it was the story of these two Americans who during World War II went over to Europe and helped get all of, of these refugees out uh, and, and save you know hundreds of lives um this the, so that's the story of the whole documentary what we decided to focus on specifically for the vr experience was this part where uh the, it was a husband and wife and where uh, the wife martha sharp she actually saved i think it was 27 of these children and, and she got them on this boat and got, got them to to america but you know they had to leave their parents behind and what uh, you know so obviously it was a lot of research talking with artemis because it was artemis's grandparents were the actual sharks they oh, were wow. the, the focus of this documentary mm -hmm. yeah so you know a lot of research a lot of that but one of the i mean to me probably the most incredible aspect of that whole experience of doing that was after we created it we were able to take the vr experience and we found one of the the girls the little girls who was on that but she was a little girl at that time now she's you know in her 90s and uh, her, her name is Amelie, and we were able to show her a recreation of her rescue in VR. And that there's a video of that online, and it's that video just it it really is. It's even when I still watch it today, I was like, you know, it's four years ago, and it's still when I watch it, it's like that's that's cool, you know, that we just to be a part of doing something like that because to me, that's you know, again, going back to storytelling, that's what this is all about: mm -hmm. connecting people using different mediums, but it's all you know sitting around a, a campfire telling stories. That's where it all originates. For sure. And with storytelling, I mean, comes those emotions and the feelings. And I feel like VR yeah. really enables, it, you know, you could feel the same feelings you felt during Nazi Germany. And it, I, I did see the video and it was very special. Um, so I completely agree there. And then with, you know, working with Ken Burns and your VR experience, with it being the companion piece how was it working sort of with another filmmaker and making something to complement his own work? Um, I mean, it was great. <laughs> you know, Ken, Ken is amazing. Yeah. It was like, you know, 
I remember that when we first showed him the the uh, the first draft of the piece, and like he had the headset on, and we were all you know the the whole team that I, I worked with, we were in the room, and you know he has the headset on, and he's quiet through the whole experience. You know, it's about three minutes long, and it's just everyone is you know holding their breath basically because if he doesn't like this, it's not going to work. <laughs> and so it's just it's totally quiet. And at the end of it, he's still in the headset, and he just, we just hear him go, "Perfect," and we're like. Whoa! <laughs> like, I, I, I remember. I actually remember him being like, "And you know what would be great is if we showed the images of the actual survivors at the beginning, but we had you know the images kind of like pan in and pan out, you know." And it's just like, <laughs> "You mean like the Ken Burns event?" Right. <laughs> so it was, it was a great, great experience. That's awesome. Well, and and yeah, I mean, to go along with storytelling, you are essentially creating a world with VR. I mean, there's, yeah. are there really any rules with it? No, absolutely not. And that's, you know, that's something that I really think with all storytelling and kind of like, you know, running and doing the parallel with, with film and television, I don't think there's rules there either. I think mm-hmm. that we've established some, like people have, people have established rules and like, Oh, this is how you do it. This is what works and this is what doesn't. And it's great to learn and take those things into account. But the reality is, is that, there are no rules with this. This is art. This is creation. And there are no rules. It is however, whatever. And with VR, it's just much more apparent because this is new territory. And so no one has set ground rules so much. I mean, we've start, started to identify different things. You know, you don't want to do too much diagonal movement because it can make people motion sick. But even those rules are starting to be bent right. and broken at times. Um, so that, I don't know, it's, for me personally, that's something that I love is that there are... The, the, sen- the sense of getting to kind of co-create a medium, mm-hmm. you know? It's, exactly. it's not just the idea of like, oh, we're going to create a piece. It's like, no, no, we're going to help create this, like everything that we do, I mean, me and you know, anybody who else is creating VR experiences, everything that we do kind of pushes the thing, potentially, if it's good, pushes mm-hmm. the, the medium forward. And there's like, oh, hey, so when they did that, we could do that because that worked and that didn't work. So we're going to learn and just constantly, you know, experiment. Sure. And I, I think with that, you know, it's such a new terrain. There's so much to still yes. develop within it. And, you know, I also saw your short Take Every Wave. And for those who don't know, it's about surfing. And I feel like that's such an interesting concept because with VR, I mean, when you're creating it and you've worked on several different pieces for VR, have you have you found sort of an interest, not so much a genre, but a landscape that you really like working with? I mean, for me, I, I'm really interested in creating experiences that somehow elevate your own, like the viewer's consciousness, mm-hmm. you know, mine or whoever's watching it. Because, you know, with, with this, so with Laird's piece, for example, that was kind of the first step that we did uh, in, into exploring flow states. So the goal with that, the, the 360 experience doesn't really capture it, but what that did was that was kind of the first step into uh, for trying to create and share what Laird gets to experience when he rides 100-foot waves, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, it's that way, that one specifically, just because it was focused on, on a you know specific time, it was, he actually wasn't riding the, the largest wave, he was riding the longest wave in the world, which is in Peru, and it's like two and a half miles long, and he rode the whole thing on this board he invented called a foil board. Anyway, it's, it's all in the, the VR experience. Mm-hmm. But uh, so what what came out of that is actually one of the things I'm working on now with Laird again is is Laird, myself, and one of the executive producers of the 
the, 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 the featured documentary, Take Every Wave, mm-hmm. uh, you know, William Cauley, we are working on an actual VR ride where you will be able to stand on a board and you'll be able to ride these waves in first person. You're not observing from an objective perspective. Mm-hmm. You're actually riding these waves yourself. So the goal with that would be to actually put people into this. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the, the state. It's actually the scientific term is actually called a flow state. Okay. And the goal, the goal with that is like everything you are performing at your peak. Like when you're in that state, it can happen when you're writing or you're creating or jazz musicians call it, you know, being in the pocket, but it, it's whatever it is, you're, it could happen in any, any state any, or any art form, any way you're expressing yourself. And it, it just in that state of flow where you feel your best and you perform your best and to be able to create an experience that actually gives the viewers that sense. That's something that, you know, I'm, I'm, willing to work my ass off for because Mm -hmm. I think it's really valuable oh most certainly because I think with film it's the goal to sort of bring someone literally right into that story right into the setting you want a viewer to sort of embody a character or you know feel that setting and VR certainly allows you to do that and yeah that's really neat too because with surfing I, I know when I was watching the short I was like, wow, this is so cool. And being able to see the 360 picture of it, I'm not a surfer at all. (laughs) And that was something really unique for me. And I think to allow people the opportunity to really interact and fully immerse themselves in it by them being, you know, the person, the object. You know, there's a there's a term within cinema it's i think it's called a dialectic shift it's where you're watching a, something that's really compelling this is just not in vr this is on 2d film mm-hmm. and you it's when your 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 prefrontal cortex actually the the activity dims down and you begin to identify more with the character that you're watching than yourself and it happens in really good films you know when you're actually identifying with these characters that you're watching and it doesn't matter and to me that's one of the most incredible things that VR can do. And we're, you know, we're working on that in that in some way with Laird, that experience being more focused on flow states. But I'm also working with Van Jones uh, from CNN. We've uh, done, a, we're working on, we actually shot the first and second episode of a series that we're working on that literally puts the viewer in someone else's shoes. So the entire goal of that is actually to create empathy. So you, yeah. in the headset, you look out and you see your own hands without wearing haptic gloves or holding controllers. We're just using the, the motion trackers on the Oculus Quest. So you see your hands, except they're of a different race or a different sex, and you are completely in someone else's body for these, you know, two, three to five minute experiences. And that is, to me, that that is that is one of the really special things, A, that VR can do, but also B, as a social experiment mm-hmm. to see what can happen to really try and scale Right. I mean, this is all just new waters, literally. So just being able to test out different things is really, really neat. And with that, what's your take on, I guess, the next step for VR? You sort of hinted at, you know, projects that you were doing. I mean, I feel like there's so much new technology out there every day. Uh, what do you think is next? I, it's kind of like what I was saying with the, with the AR glasses. I mean, I think that that's going to be a big step into kind of mass adoption. But mm-hmm. I mean, the, you know, the Oculus Quest is an absolute game changer. I mean, that was kind of the headset that we've all been waiting for for the last. I mean, so for, for there was kind of a resurgence in VR in around 2014. You know, when Facebook bought Oculus, mm-hmm. uh, and it was like, oh, then it becomes this big thing, and everyone starts putting money into it. Um, but really, this this was going on, you know, in the late '80s, early '90s, with a guy named Jaron Lanier, uh, and, and so really, I, 
this headset, it, it's so special because it doesn't require a computer, you know? And, and there's there's also an HTC headset. There's other headsets that are, that are doing this. The Quest is, I think, probably the, the cheapest version, so I think that makes it more available. Um, but there's, it's just, th this is where it's headed. It, it needs mm -hmm. to just be, I mean, I have one right here, where it's just, th this is this is all you need. You know, you don't wow. need a big, powerful computer. Um, oh, eventually, you won't need the controllers. I mean, right now, you, there's first-level hand tracking, but it's going to just get better and better. Eventually, it'll be full, you know, body tracking. Um, and, and the resolution is just going to get better. And, and that's that's really, as this thing progresses, where it's going to go. I think, you know, Oculus has a, a, a next version of the Quest that's probably going to come out either late this year, early next year. Um that's that's the the next step and i'm, I'm not I'm just, I'm just mentioning oculus it's not to say that they're all the only ones but they're though you know right now i think that's the best price point for the most successful headset i think it's it's 300 it's hard to get them on amazon right now because they're in quarantine everybody's yeah. just bought them all up <laughs> but but uh, it's uh it's it's really it's really good and that's the, the kind of stuff that's going to make this more accessible more available to a really wide wider audience and, and eventually we're all going to be interacting in some form of these things, whether that's going to be, you know, images that are projected directly into your retina, um, which is eventually going to happen, or it's going to be, you know, some, some version of, of glasses that you can switch between AR and VR. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's all just kind of, we're, 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 we'll, we'll see where it goes and on what timeline, because that, the, those are the things that we can kind of see that are on the projected horizon but there's always going to be some unknown that just happens. You know, it's like if, if you went back to 2006 and imagined the iPhone, you know, people would say you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. And I, I think the really interesting thing about film is that it's really just a constantly growing industry. And there's yeah. so many new things. I know, like with me, I was just watching the other week. Um, the behind-the-scenes video of 1917 and seeing how the camera was used in that. Um, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what people continue to do in new ways, you know, individuals want to shoot. Uh, I think right. right now is the time for people to get crafty and think of oh, new ideas, sure. yeah. Well, they're using, uh, you know, VR cameras in, uh, in in traditional film shoots. Did you <laughs> see uh, Free Solo, the, 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 about the guy who climbed El Cap? I did, yeah. Yeah. So, so Jimmy Chin, the director, he actually used high-resolution 360 cameras and placed them up the mountain So because they, they couldn't necessarily tell where exactly he was going to be in the shot. So then they would just take the 360 sphere that they got from the high-resolution videos and they'd crop it right to the shot. So you mm -hmm. see actual 360 footage in the film, except it's not 360. They just cut out the, the rectangle to put you know, in 16 by nine piece. Yeah. It's, I saw another thing this morning, actually, um, Catherine O'Hara from Schitt's Creek. She's amazing. They just did a photo shoot with her via a drone because, you know, everybody's not yeah. really able to work. And it's just, it's really interesting to see like the innovative ways people use tech to work in the industry. But yeah, I think it's right. just something that's going to keep growing. And I'm really interested to see what all happens. And yeah, this was great. I, like I had mentioned, I didn't really know much about VR other than, you know, what I think a lot of people know is the use of the headsets and what have you. Um, so this right. was great. And I, I really hope people check out your work. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's really like you're saying, it's it's all these are all just tools for us to create. And, you know, it, 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 what matters is how we use our tools. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like that saying you can use a hammer to build a bridge or bash someone in the head. It's like how how yeah. we use these tools and and the power of these tools with VR 
is just increasing exponentially. Mm -hmm. Oh, totally. Um, but yeah, so thank you so much. And before we go, um, since this is handling it and everybody is handling their ups and downs, especially right now in their own ways, um, with your work and, you know, film acting, what have you, uh, has there been a piece of advice that's really helped you or a lesson you've learned along the way in your work? Um, just in general, just in, in, yeah, in general, in, in the industry, um, anything that's really, you know, helped you. You know, huh. I, I I really, I think that there, there's been a lot, I should say. First of all, it's not like, I, I'm, I'm, there, there's so many different areas that different pieces of advice kind of come into play. But for me personally, in my own journey, I think to reiterate the idea that there are no rules and that you really get to create what you want to create. It's like, you know, that Steve Jobs quote about, I, I'm paraphrasing, but it's something like when you realize that you can reach into the universe and you can shape things how you want it to be like that's that's huge and that Mm -hmm. that is really the epitome of the concept that there are no rules because whatever you want to create if you are determined enough i believe that there is a way if you spend the time and you focus and you do the work there there is a way to create what you want to create and bring into the world what you want to bring into the world and for me personally there's a real sense of not an obligation because it's something that I want to do, but being called to create things that actually contribute in a positive way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. Like never put yourself in a box. Don't categorize yourself. Completely agree. Well, Elijah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, I hope you continue to stay safe out there. Of course. Yeah. Thank you for having me. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed hearing from Elijah. As I mentioned in our conversation, I had seen Elijah's work, Take Every Wave, layered in VR, and I was truly amazed at how VR can be used in the film industry, and I really wanted to learn more. Not only does VR provide the audience with a sense of escapism, but it also allows for a whole new level of engagement. And as Elijah said, there's still so much more advancement to come in different ways to utilize that within film. So thank you again, Elijah, for coming on, and thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, let me know what you thought of the episode. You can reach us on Instagram at Handling It Podcast, and feel free to send us a message and let us hear your thoughts and suggestions. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode, but until then, keep staying safe with everything going on in the world right now and keep handling it. I'll talk to you soon.